Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on out there, marvelous podcast family? What a privilege and honor to be with you as always. I hope that wherever you are in the world right now, that you're doing amazing. I'm sending you a massive hug through the airwaves and wishing you all of the best today. We have a fantastic show for you. We have Gordana Bernat back on the podcast. She is amazing. She is one of Oprah's super soul teachers. She really knows what she's talking about. She's an author. Um, And in this one, we've entitled it using the fear response to return to your spirit and gain control of your life. We dive deep into a lot of topics on this episode. We talk about how fear blinds you of choice, why thoughts work fractally, choosing and deciding and discerning between the ego and the heart, uh, regaining more more inner power, being in your head and why mindset is everything, using fear as a signal to actually help align you, and so much more. This is a fantastic episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. If you want to support, please take a screenshot, share on Instagram, tag me and Gordana. Let me know where you're listening. She's all over Twitter. She posts amazing insights on Twitter each and every day, so check her out over on Twitter. That's how she communicates mostly, Um, and it's at at MyPowerTalk. Talk. So let us know what you thought. Let us know if you have any questions. We would love to hear you, your questions, your insights, and your feedback. Um, if you want to support, also you could leave a review in iTunes. That helps so much. And I want to thank Michael uh, Rakosa. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but he took a moment to leave a review and it says, Great show, diverse perspectives, and consistent focus. My favorite self-improvement podcast by far. He keeps things simple and down to earth without shying away from the weirdness and mystery of our world. I have listened to this show for years and I hope to be a listener for many more. So thank you so much for taking a moment to uh, leave that review. They help immensely. And also Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, you can toss a buck in the bucket and that helps immensely. Thank you so much to all my patrons who have supported me this year. It really makes a difference and helps keep the show going. So thank you very much. And as always, the best thing that you can really do over all of those things is do one kind act today. Wherever you are in the world, just do one kind act for another human being. That's the best way to support the show. All right. So if you haven't signed up for the email list, make sure you do that because I'm going to be doing a 21-day uh, challenge coming in the new year and this is going to be the opening of the master mind body and spirit academy where there's going to be exclusive content teachers training videos i'm going to do a lot more educational stuff and i'm going to be opening that up with a 21 day challenge i said january 6th i think i'm going to start it at january 9th because it might be a little bit easier i'm setting it up all in the back end is taking longer than i thought but sign up for the email list and you will be up to date would love to see you in that challenge and it's going to be 21 lessons all practical 
tools, insights, and ways for you to get really, really clear, really aligned, and set you up to make 2020 the best year possible. And it's like the opening of the academy. So there's gonna be a lot of interaction and I hope to see all of you guys in there and uh, yeah, it's gonna be great and I'm excited. It's something that I do for myself, for my clients and uh, I'm just gonna break it down into little chunks and so we can do this together as a community. So I would love to have you guys inside the Academy and the premium membership because this is the thing that needs to happen to keep the show going and also I am going to be doing a lot of the things that I've been wanting to do and that's as far as creating educational content, videos, and diving deeper on some of the topics, and also interacting with you guys and learning what you guys want to dive deeper on, what you want to know about, what you want training in. And so that is what it's going to be. So that wraps it up. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence uh, before we get into today's episode. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, energy, inspiration, and ready to take on this amazing episode with Gordana Birnat. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a thinker, writer, speaker, and wisdom keeper. She is one of Oprah's Super Soul 100 teachers, a group of 100 awakened leaders who are using their voices and talent to elevate humanity. As a thinker, she shares her thoughts on Twitter, initiating creative processes and conscious communication. She is a mentor assisting those who seek self-development and a greater sense of being through intellectual and spiritual inquiry. Her straightforward and empowering tweets have already inspired hundreds of thousands across the globe, and her book, Know the Truth, Why Knowing Who You Are Changes Everything, is a collection of her most profound wisdom. Know the Truth opens readers' eyes to their inherent inner power and true potential. It will remind them of who they are and why they are here. Welcome back to the show, Gordana Birnat. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been a while since we spoke the last time. <laughs> yes, it has been a while. It's so great to have you back. I was saying at the beginning, it was episode 23. So I was super grateful you came on then. I'm super grateful you're back here now. And we were discussing at the beginning of the show, you were about to launch your book before you came on the first podcast. And everything that you set out to do, you're living, you're experiencing it now. So congratulations. It's so great to have you back. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Well, this is the manifestation. It's, that's the book we were talking about. Hashtag now the truth why knowing who you are changes everything. So I'm really, really excited to talk about that because it is an extension of who I am, who I truly am. And it feels, it feels beautiful to be able to explore my reality to, through the expression of this book because I know that when I'm gone, it's still here and people can hear my thoughts. And that's really exciting to think about that. That is one of the most beautiful things with writing a book or creating some kind of art or anything that is left after we go, after we pass, uh, to know that it is going to affect people even when I'm not here in this physical body. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to have accomplished that. And I'm actually working on my second book right now, but that's... Um, 
that's maybe a year from now before it launches. So it's, it's beautiful. I'm living my dream. As I said to you before we started, I'm really living my dream right now. Yeah, and I'm so happy to see that because I've been watching you on Twitter and, and watching you grow. So always rooting for your success and what you're putting out there because it's really beautiful. So why don't we just dive right into the book? Because I'm curious, in the title, it has so much information that I think is important, but really hard to sometimes live and understand, like, you know, knowing our inner power and our true potential. And for me, I think that we all have a, a massive potential to live our dreams, to be inspired, which is to be in spirit. But the challenge is that life is kind of hard sometimes. And we need to make money and we have all these challenges. And so it's like, okay, I saw this uh, meme come up the other day. I thought it was really good. And it was like, uh, it was from a movie and it said, how much did they offer you to uh, kill your dreams? You know, what was the salary they offered? And, you know, they go onto the scene of like, it was $24,000 and three years later, I was going to quit, but we kind of get stuck in that track. So from what you've experienced and all the people you've talked to and what you feel, what, what's the first step of really understanding ourselves and connecting to that true power to like make that step to first find the vision of who we are and what inspires us. And then it's like, oh crap. Okay. I know who I am now, but now I kind of have to do this thing that isn't, as safe as let's say you know what a traditional path may be well that's a big question you're asking because i mean there is not just one step it's very individual and but knowing your own truth knowing who you truly are the thing is when you know who you are you also know who everybody else is because we are the same essence so to know who you are is to understand the spirit in you that is why it's called as you said inspired because when you know who you are you are in your own spirit and that means that it will always put you on the right path on with your purpose purpose here when i ask people i do talks and i ask people what what question would you ask yourself to put yourself on the right path in your life? What's the most important question? Most people answer, why am I here? And that's one part of it. But the true question you need to ask is, who am I? Because you can't know why you're here unless you understand who you are. Why you are here are the desires that you have that are driving you in this reality. That's the purpose. So you need to understand what do I love to do in this reality without um, constraining yourself with what can I make money from? It's to not have the money part involved in it. Then you can find out what you love to do and also find your purpose in life. So I think it's, it's, the, it's the money that messes it up for us we all know what we love to do if you ask a child what do you love to do they will answer like that but when we grow up we have to ask ourselves well can i make a living out of this and that's when it stops you so the first step is to understand who you are because who i am if i would describe myself to you i would say as you said i'm a thinker i'm a writer i'm a mother but these things are only masks I use in this reality to communicate with this reality. So a mask is not a bad thing. It's, it can be a bad thing, but we use, every one of us uses some kind of mask because we cannot show our true self to anyone. So those are the masks, but to understand that I am the stillness using those masks 
that is who I am truly. So I would have to describe myself as I am all that is experiencing itself through the desires of Gordana Piernas. That is a closer description of who I truly am than saying I'm a thinker and I'm a writer because those are my desires. These are the things that I'm playing around with, but the I playing around with them is the stillness, looking at the movement around me. So understanding, finding that stillness and knowing that that stillness is indestructible, regardless of what happens to this body, regardless of what happens in this reality, that stillness, that I am looking out, feeling, um, touching things, experiencing things, that is indestructible and cannot be hurt by anything. So when you tap into that power, that is when you become a fearless creator in this reality. Oh, I love that idea. I love the idea of the fearless creator. Um, I was I was talking to my girlfriend this morning and we're doing like some mm -hmm. planning and it's kind of taking her through some of the stuff that I do. And like, you know, what do you want to do? Like we have a daughter now. It's like, do you want to travel the world with the daughter? Do you want to be in one spot? Do you want to go in the mountains? What do we want to do? And it's interesting when you start asking people questions like, what do you want to do? And what I think happens is that our logical mind, our ego, is designed to keep us safe. When we cross the street, it looks both ways, so we do not die. And so when we say, what do you want to do? What's your highest vision? What's your soul calling? Your, your consciousness and your ego goes, okay, I need food. To get food, I need to get the paper. If I can't get the paper, then you're going to kill me. So I know you, you want to be an artist. You're really inspired by this, but I really don't want to die. So how about we just shift it over here? Mm -hmm. But I think that when we go into what you refer to as the stillness, the true essence of who we are, that spirit or the heart or whatever you want to say, it knows you're mm -hmm. eternal. It knows you're connected to something bigger. And it knows that you're capable of a lot more than your ego or tiny mind can even comprehend. And so if we mm -hmm. can touch on that part, then we can find that vision a little bit more clearly. So maybe you could speak a little bit um, more about just fear and like, how do we tap into that? If somebody is like new to this and they're like, okay, I hear you. I want to tap into that deeper part of myself, but I don't really know how to start. It sounds good, but how can I kind of move towards that to uncover a vision and then take those steps? Because especially if you have a family and all the things that go along with that and supporting, you're going to have more riding on it. It's going to be even more fearful. So you're going to want to feel that certainty and that connection. Well, this is the thing. And I've realized this. It took me a whole life to realize this. That every time I tap into fear, I fall asleep. I am not present. My spirit is not present when I fall into fear. That is when my ego takes over. It's like putting a crazy person in the car and I'm sitting like this, allowing that crazy person to ride the car because I am not in control. My spirit is not in control. And the signal is I'm feeling fear. So I have to stop myself and, in a way, create some time between me and the fear and look at it. Is this real? Is this true? I have to ask myself these questions. Is this true? Is this real? Is there another way of looking at this? I need to stay awake to my willingness to explore a different perspective, a different interpretation of what I am looking at. Otherwise, it becomes habitual. And I tap into fear habitually because everybody is tapped into fear. So in the beginning, it takes energy, it takes an effort to snap out of fear. 
and try to look at it from a different perspective. Also, I usually say that regardless of what it is you are going to encounter in this reality, I mean, you are going to encounter dark stuff. That's what we're doing here. We're actually here to learn how to choose away from fear, to choose away from darkness. That is why dark, that's the purpose of darkness as a contrast or as a, an alternative for you to play with your free will. But we're not using our free will in every single now moment. If we look at it, I mean, quantum physically, there are a, a number of alternatives, but we can only perceive one alternative when we are focused on the frequency of fear. So that's why I, I stop. I literally stop and I give myself some time and I ask myself, is this true? Can I look at it from a different perspective? Can I, can I see the brightest side here? I usually say that when darkness when you encounter darkness, your job is to find the brightest spot there. So you have to look for the brightest place in the darkness. It's not about being overly positive. It's not about denying anything. It's about looking at the brightest side of every darkness that comes to you. And that's how you step by step learn to discern what is real and what is not real in my reality. Go into... Ask yourself, in this now moment, is there a reason for me to feel this fear? Is there a reason for my heart to be beating like this? Is there a reason for the stress hormones going berserk in my body? Is it real? Is it true? And I promise you that you will find that, okay, maybe it's not totally true. And then you can go around it and find a different perspective, which might feel like a less fearful way of looking at it. That's, there's a lot of information in there and I loved it all. What I really enjoyed was connecting free will to the idea of fear. And one analogy that I use to kind of illustrate that concept is the idea of like, when you only have one option, let's say you're providing for your family and you work in insurance or quote unquote, a steady job. And you say, Hey, you know, you're unhappy, but you want to change it and you maybe love some sort of thing and you can't figure out what that option is. You say, you know what? This is my one option. I don't have any other options. It's just one because it's secure. Well, if, if you can help that person see one other perspective, now it's not just two options. It's infinite options because that second option could literally be anything because it takes them out of only one option. And the interesting thing I thought about when you shared that is what fear does is force you into the one option. There's only one option to be fearful and doing martial arts and things like that. You train a lot around fear and how you have to be able to step back, relax the body and, and be aware of the situation and the truth of the situation. And that's so important because that will give you more options and allow you to handle any stress or any problem with much more um, awareness, information and power. And that's what we need. And I think those decisions, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, do you know why you feel like you have more options? Because fear is a low frequency, which will allow you to see this much. If you relax your body and you go into a higher frequency, which means to be more present in the now moment with the whole of you, you open up like that. And everything that has been in between has been invisible to you. And you are able to see it because you relax. You can feel it in your body when you are in fear. The body is tense and it, and it is retracted into a small area. When you feel joy or just presence, 
you open up. And that, that is literally what happens because you can see more of the reality, of the physical reality when you are not in fear. It's a frequency. It's like tuning into a radio. If you're tuned into a specific frequency, you can't listen to everything else. You can just listen to that frequency. So if you tune into a higher frequency, you will hear something else. In this case, you will see more options. You will, your, your mind will find more options because they are there for you to find if you are in the higher frequency. And being in a high frequency is not about being overly happy all the time. That is not a high frequency. A high frequency is to allow yourself to be fully present in the now moment. That's a high frequency. So when we talk about, oh, I need to be in a high frequency, I need to be happy. You, can, you don't need to be happy to be in the high frequency. All you need to do is to be more present and to be able to look at the fear from the stillness, which means to not be the fear, but, but to look at it. Every single feeling you have, you are not your feelings. You're the one feeling them, which means that they are, you can look at them from outside. You can almost be an objective observing that. So being able to do that gives you the time to realize that you don't need to accept fear if you don't want to. There is a free will and there is a choice. Every single time there is a choice. I mean, when I look at how trees grow, there is a um, fractal branching in them and it starts with one and then it divides into two and everything is the same way. This is a fractal of how nature works. Well, that's how our thoughts work. In the same way, you will always have a choice because you always stand in that center where you have choices because we live in this dualistic reality where there is night and day, plus and minus. It's equal amount of it. And the reason it is equal amount is because you are there to choose. But if you don't see the choice, you will always be in that fear and you will always choose something, choose. <laughs> you will always feel like you have to go in one direction and when you go in one direction you go in circles it's not leading you anywhere so being just just giving yourself the time to see is there an option and how does that option look like to look for the less fearful option you know when i post things on social media i do not allow anything out of me into this world unless it has gone through my love filter I ask myself, is there a love in this? Is, if there is love in it, I will post it. Otherwise, I won't. Because otherwise, it's not true. The only thing for me that is true is the love that I can send out. Everything else is just an illusion created by my ego. Holy smokes, you said a lot there. What I, my, favorite, my favorite bit of that one was um, the idea that fear blinds choice. And it's true because it, it, yeah. it blinds anything else. And society as a structure, it does keep us in fear. Mostly it is a, a lot to do with that money paradigm because if we don't have the money to provide our, our family and ourselves, we're not eating mm. and we're not secure. And that's the base level, you know, our just basic security. And so, so many people are like squirrels trying to collect a whole bunch of nuts and there's never enough nuts. And so they're in this constant state of stress and they're unable to see another option. And from doing so many podcasts and listening to a lot of people doing a lot of coaching, I'm curious your perspective on what you see of like common problems that maybe somebody's like uh, sharing with you personal stories on Twitter or the common challenges that 
people are experiencing and then like a solution for them. You know, I feel like people are kind of dealing with certain categories of things that keep them stuck. And then once they see another view and another option, it really opens them up and inspires them because then it, it is that higher part of them. Like, I, I can't remember how you put it in the book, like that inner power. It is true power. I feel like people don't give themselves credit for how powerful they are. You know, if somebody's connected to their spirit, they can be, you know, if you take any successful person on the planet who's successful in contribution and right livelihood and all those things, you could take it all away, um, let them be homeless mm -hmm. and break both their legs. And then they're like, okay, mm -hmm. as long as they have that same consciousness, they know how mm -hmm. to work with that force. They know how to work with that power. They know who they are and they'll build back mm -hmm. up again. I think mm -hmm. that we're really trying to get security and then put insurance mm -hmm. on that security and then insure mm -hmm. it one more time. Um, but mm -hmm. still always that's, that's, more fear-based than really living inspired in spirit and, and with your true power so well i mean you answered the question yourself it is about connecting to that power from within to i think it's a question of trusting oneself mm. of trusting that you you will create what you need if you're not in fear mode because if you are in fear mode then you are not creating the reality you want you are creating something else which will put you in the future in something that you cannot relate to you don't you don't know how you got there because the universe is always listening it doesn't care what you say it knows what you think and what you feel so if you feel fear if you feel that oh my god this isn't going to work i need to do this instead and if you're always in that fear mode well then you will get more fear that because it reacts to your frequency so it gives back exactly your frequency I'll give you an example. If I say I hate war, you would say, well, that's great. We should all hate war. Then I say, no, I think we should love peace because those two things are very, very different frequency wise. If you say I hate war, then you're standing in the frequency of hate and the universe answers with more options to hate war, which means that you will get more war to hate because that is what your, your request is. If you say, I love peace, well, the universe will give you more options so that you will be able to explore how it is to love peace. When you look at it initially, it looks like one and the same thing, but it is not. It's the same thing when you are figuring out what am I supposed to do in this reality? If your answer comes from a place of fear, I need to do this to survive. Well, the universe will give you more options so that you will be able to explore how it feels to survive. So it needs to be changed. It needs to come from a place that is secure. And I know it is really hard because the society is pushing us into this fear mode. It's easier to control us when we are in fear mode. There's no denying that, of course. So it's, you have to trust yourself that you will be able to create what it is you want to create in, in your reality with the right frequency from within. And the right frequency is always, I trust myself. When you look at successful people, well, they trust themselves and they never break promises to themselves. They try to keep on track regardless of what everybody else is doing around them. And that is what makes them successful. Of course, they go through the valley of shadows and darkness, but they are not fearful when they do that because they know that there is light in somewhere along the line. And I think that's the hardest part to stay in trust when 
there are problems and, and everybody is pushing inwards with the fear. So it, it's about trusting yourself. It's about giving yourself time to think before you react and to be very, very aware of where does the request come from? Does it come from your heart or does it come from your ego mind with fear in it? If it is fearful, then try to tweak it to look at it. How can I change this? Maybe, I mean, if you're working with something and you feel like, oh my God, this is, isn't working for me and you're always in fear, maybe you need to find a way to start loving what it is you do, to find the, the bright, brightest spots there and that might lead you to something else. I think the other problem is that we want to change very quickly. We're very impatient now. We want things to happen immediately and when they don't, we get kind of put off and we say, oh, it didn't work. We don't, we have to give things time to grow because every thought is like a seed and you put it in the ground and you wait for something to grow. And when I say every thought, I literally mean every thought. It's not just the good thoughts. It's like a daydream, beautiful seed. You will have roses and stuff that you want in your garden, but fear and worry are also seeds. And how many of us use our time to daydream something into existence? We did it as children, but we, are, we forget that when we're grown-ups, how to do that. So we're always in worry mode. It's like throwing worry seeds everywhere. And then you wake up and you're in a jungle. You don't know how you got there, but you're in a jungle. So to become more aware of what is occupying your mind and your heart. That's, I think... <laughs> a way to steer yourself into the direction that will be more pleasurable to live in. Wow. Again, I agree with all of that. And I don't know where to jump in first, but one of the things I really liked that, um, well, hating war is very, very different than loving peace. And it's mm -hmm. so true that I use this all the time in sports anyway, where if somebody wants to do something and I use the example of a backflip. So if you listen to the podcast, you've heard this a million times, but if you're going to go do a backflip and you say, I don't want to fall, that is not yeah. what you, you don't go do a backflip doing that. You say, I want to land the trick. And so every time that we have these, um, let's say little um, sensors, right? Cause our ego and our conscious mind is designed to keep us safe. So these sensors are going off, but what's happened is that we're like this supercomputer that all the sensors of danger are going off and we're, we're stuck. And so whatever the safest thing for us to do is we're going to go do. And when you share your example of, of being able to step back and observe there's light and there's dark, it's duality. Yes, there is risk. Mm -hmm. And yes, there is uh, a side that's more inspiring and the positive side of that. But when you step back, you can look at both choices and take the action towards the thing that inspires you. But if you don't have that ability to kind of step back and mm -hmm. look at both and see both, you can't take steps in that direction because you're always going to be filtered through the safest model, whatever that mm -hmm. case is is and that's probably going to be given to you by default by something outside of you that's something that you're not going to be creating and that's such a great um comment that i don't hear enough is like people are impatient and i remember listening to a podcast uh, michael gervais has an amazing podcast on sports performance and he's talking to mark divine and these guys really know their stuff when it comes to performance and they start talking about biohacking and both of them are like, we are not fans of biohacking. This is terrible because the idea is looking for that quick fix. And I remember on my journey in my teen years and 
probably I still have it now, but I'm always looking for that little hack, right? What's, what's the hack that's going to give me enlightenment? What's the hack that's going to give me more money? What's the hack that's going to get my podcast out there? And what I've learned over time is that there is no hack. It's just taking that inspired action each and every day. And a lot of the times that might not be sexy or inspiring. It's like, mm -hmm. I got to do this task, but if I can do it from a the process from an engaged spirit from just mm -hmm. gratitude and appreciation, knowing that this is the thing that I'm doing. And it's more like the long haul. That's how you get the fruits of those labors. And your analogy of the seeds is so good because the way our minds are working is that we keep looking at and focusing on the negative and we don't, mm -hmm. it's like, we don't have that choice. And so we're mm -hmm. experiencing those things and we feel helpless because we have, mm -hmm. we don't know how to step back and make a mm -hmm. different choice. That alone understanding that and and making a different action can change so many people's lives because that's the default setting we're not really taught how to do that yeah we are not we are actually taught the opposite how to hurry to reach a goal if you're not reaching your goals then there's something wrong with you and i feel like in the western world at least we are so preoccupied with the masculine principle of this that we are not balanced with the feminine principle and what you just you were talking about how to have patience when you're doing things you're looking for the hack well when you're looking for the hack you're actually interested from going from point a to point b the fastest way and that is the masculine principle and that is okay that is great but not all the time because if you're doing that then you will wake up feeling like you your entire life has been like sitting on a train and it's going very fast and you go from one station to the other but you don't see anything while you're on that train and you miss your life what you want to do is to explore the the way from point a to point b and that means to have patience and trust that everything will work out if you're looking for the brightest side of everything that you encounter in your reality you will have a much more a richer life in one way or the other so it's not going from point a to point b the fastest way and i think that we are taught this in school you have to finish your work and everything is competition you need to compare yourself to everyone else well these are distractions from the stillness within real distraction from the stillness within if you're always comparing yourself to everyone else well you will never be full on the inside you will never never ever be in that place where that stillness in is they they do talk about the kingdom within well we are not present in that kingdom and that's why we never feel full we never feel whole in this reality because we are not present present in our own homes inside so just becoming more present and this is not about um sitting in a meditation for hours that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about to become aware of every single now moment that there is a choice in every now moment it's not about you having to make every choice but when you feel that there is no choice i promise you there is always a choice so it's up to you to find that what's the choice here what's the alternative what's the different perspective here and time is crucial we are so pushed into reaction mode especially with all the technical stuff around us i mean if you get a, a message they want you to answer it this immediately 
Otherwise, what's wrong with you? Why are you not answering? Well, I don't think we need to do that. You can give yourself time to think. And it's about a second. It's not about hours. It's about a second. You need to stop, breathe in, and ask yourself the question. Sometimes I do this. Um, I mean, we are so much in our heads all the time. It's the ego mind going berserk in this reality. And when we are there, we are not connected to the heart. And the heart will always tell you the truth, always. So sometimes I put my hand on my heart. I literally touch my heart in order for my awareness to go from mind to heart so that I will get the right answer. And I breathe in and breathe out like a sigh. And if it allows me to breathe in fully, I know that, okay, I'm on the right path. If it doesn't allow me to breathe in fully, then I need to rethink to ask the question in a different way so that i will find the right answer and this takes only a few minutes so it, it's not a big deal it's easy but you have to remind yourself to do it when you feel that you're pressured or that there is some fear going on within you yeah absolutely the last bit reminds me of I went to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and I really like it. And uh, one of the things he talks about is where you put your attention, you put your energy and you can do that really yes. simply. That's a part of some yoga and some meditation. If you, mm. you know, just imagine putting your energy in your ear, it's like, Oh, I can actually put my consciousness in my ear. Then you're like, okay, heat it up. And you can kind of make your uh, ear <laughs> yeah. kind of like get warm. And like, oh, well, that's a really weird thing to be doing. And I was just imagining as you were sharing those examples, you know, I do it all the time. It's how our brains function. I think that, we need to understand that it's normal. You're not alone. I get in the car, right? And my mindset in the crazy ego mind is probably in one of these states. Uh, it's it maybe in judgment. Maybe it's in worry. Maybe it's in the task list. Maybe it's in unease. Maybe it's in depression. And maybe it's in the past. Maybe it's in the future. But where it is definitely not is in the moment. In, in you know, the that's, now, yeah. that's, that's the last place it wants to be is in the moment. It's just like, just put the car in reverse, man. There's no problem. That thing that mm. happened 20 years ago, that's a trauma is not happening now. You know, this mm. stress that you have, you don't need to stress about that. That's not helping you. Um, the mm. more we can be in that moment, it's so empowering and so important. And to understand that as we're moving through our life, most people are in, let's say, the positive states might be inspiration, joy, happiness, ease, contentment, mm. things like that. But most mm. of the time as we operate, it's in the lower ones. It's in the yeah. fear and it's in the worry and it's in the unease mm. and the anxiety. And just learning, like you said, that simple example of if you can learn to catch it as you go throughout mm. the day and you've never thought about this, and you're like, holy crap, I've been stressed out for six hours straight. Okay. Mm -hmm. You now become aware. You can take your hand and put it on your heart because where you put your attention, you put your energy and just yeah. do three deep breaths and it resets it. And mm -hmm. yes, it'll go back. It'll go back tomorrow. It'll go back that day forever. But the more that you're able to catch it and reset, you're actually mm -hmm. changing the neurology of your brain because yes. the natural neurology right now is just to function at this pattern. And it's never known that it could have a different mm -hmm. pattern, but that's where that awareness and that free will is so important and so wonderful. And I think that's where we connect to spirit or God or the universe, because yeah. when we get to that space of observation, we do get the two choices. And at that point, finding when you use the idea of finding that silver lining or the best thing, or you're, you're choosing to look for that. 
And, um, mm. you know, there's a, you know, great book, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. And he went through the most awful thing you could possibly experience, uh, but came mm. out with it with beautiful examples and beautiful stories and made the experience something that 99% of people would never be able to do. It's truly extraordinary. So um, you want to comment yeah, on that? Yeah, it's, it's about being aware of the power that you have from within being aware of that everything that you, you are the keeper of your inner life, so to speak. You're the keeper of your inner domain. No one else is, even though it doesn't feel like that in our society, because we are always reacting to something. And when you learn the ability to go inwards, you'll become less reactive. Because what happens when we react is that since we are operating on different frequency, I mean, the only difference between you and me is the frequency since everything is energy in this reality. So the only difference between you and me is the frequency. And we are operating on these frequencies. So if you offend me, you use your ego and you say something bad to me and I tap into that and I use my ego and I answer you, well, even if I were in a very, very high frequency, I was present in the moment and everything was fine. And then you came along and you lowered my frequency. And there I am stay, staying in that frequency. Well, if I tap into your frequency by answering, by reacting to what you're doing, what I do is I hook onto your frequency and I am no longer creating my own reality. I am creating a version of reality that is yours. And then I ask myself, why am I miserable? Yes, because I am not creating my reality. My purpose here is to create my own reality, to be the creator of everything in my reality. So if I hook into the news or some crazy person or the traffic or whatever might upset me, if I hook into that and I stay in that frequency, I have given up my power to create from within. Everything is created from the outside. It feels like that. And I feel lost in that world. So to disconnect, of course, you can react to something, but to disconnect from it very, very fast and go back to your natural state of being, which is not anger, which is not fear, which is something else. To disconnect, to not be like a fish, you know, taking the bait, allowing yourself to go away from that. I think that is what Buddha and all the other religions are actually talking about, not to react. When they say, turn the other cheek, not, it doesn't mean to be stepped on. It means to take care of your own frequency, to know when to pull back, to know when to release, not to engage in the drama, which is not yours. The ego will push you to do that. And it becomes, as you said, a habit. And then, you allow your body to crave. I think it's Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, that, that, that talks about the, the cravings that comes from your body when you are addicted to drama, fear, and all the other ego stuff in this reality. And it, when you become aware of it, your body will crave the cocktail of hormones and it will give you signals to look for it. So you will look for drama. You will hook onto that drama because your body is used to it. That is to operate on the lower frequencies. When you can detach from that and say, I don't need to do that, then you become the driver in that car, not the crazy person. Yeah, those are all really great examples. And it's another 
example of just having more free will because people mm-hmm. think that, oh, they say maybe when you're a kid, they say, Matt, you're a loser and you suck at football or something. And then I yeah. take that and I'm so sad and I need to prove that I'm not this or Matt, your podcast sucks or whatever the case is. From that mm-hmm. centered point, you can allow that to exist without attaching or battling it. And when I battle mm-hmm. it, that's going to whatever that lower frequency or, or whatever it is, I choose yeah. to engage in that. Um, and mm-hmm. again, that's what they teach you in martial arts is just to, just to allow it and observe it. And you could even observe the anger. I might be like, yes. I am now angry and I am imagining hitting you with a hockey stick. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need to do that, but I can observe it and then it'll dissipate. It'll go away. Yes. But when I just react, then you're, you are going to be... Um, what's the word for it? Like a victim of all your environment. Somebody cuts yes. you off. They're terrible. Some, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. from a different mindset, you're never a victim of your circumstance because you have mm-hmm. that inner power. You're, you're operating in a totally different way. And I think it's again, a really monumental shift for people to understand if they can really understand what you're saying, because it's two worlds. Mm-hmm. It's one is the dark. One is the light. It's the yes. symbol. And yeah. you get that choice coming back to the free will piece of it. Yeah. Well, Exactly. I mean, to to recognize when the ego is um, driving you to sleep, when the ego makes you fall asleep to who you truly are. Usually when I say to people, you, you do understand that feeling like a victim is the ego. It is the ego doing that. And most people won't accept that. They will say, how can you say that a the feeling of victimhood is the ego doing that. It is the ego because it separates you from everything else around you. It creates an illusion of you are totally alone. There is no one else that feels like you. You cannot ask for help. It it creates a cocoon around you. And this is what ego does. So victimhood is as much ego as is to be a perpetrator. It's the ego creating both states of mind, which are both disconnected from who you truly are. So understanding that every time you feel less, your ego is doing something to your mind. So you need to disconnect from that. That's the choice in every now moment. Do I want to be asleep or do I want to be present? It's the, that is the choices we are making. It's not about darkness and light, good or bad. The, these are the illusions we are playing around with in this reality. It's about, am I allowing my higher self, my spirit to be present in this body or not? And when you feel that you are going into that fear mode, trust me, it it is the ego creating that. And you're not being present with your highest self in the now moment. So understanding that that's a way to start to get the feel of what, what are the choices in the now moment. And it's in every single split second these things happen. I have to wake myself up sometimes. I feel like I'm gliding in, especially when I'm tired. I have too much to do. I'm overwhelmed. Oh my God, it's so so bad. And I get into the victim mode. And then I go, "Uh oh, wait a minute. This isn't me speaking. This is the victim speaking. and I'm not the victim. So I sometimes I tell my victim, wait a minute, I will feed you with what you need, but not right now. Now I need to be present. (laughs) So I literally talk to the victim within me to get a hold of it. Also, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I wake up with a thought. And that gives me a signal that I have been thinking while I'm sleeping. And that's not a good sleep. 
So I have to literally remind myself in the morning, I have to say, Gordana, jump out of your head into your heart. And then I wait for a second for me to jump down into my heart. And then I go, okay, so here's my bed. It feels good. Everything is soft and nice. It's cool. I like it here. And that's how I bring myself into the now moment <laughs> in my heart. I have to do this every morning. So it's not that there's a life hack. You do it once and it's done. You have to literally do it all the time because we are so conditioned to be in the fear mode. So you have to work for it every single day. But it's a beautiful work because it becomes brighter and easier and you get more and more power every time you do it. Yeah, absolutely. And the benefit to that too is if you're, when your mind, because it's how we think and how we operate in the world, goes to the negativity, the overwhelm, the victim, the anger, whatever the negative emotion is, that can then become the opportunity for the signal to just ask yourself, so what do I want? And one of my yes. first mentors, Michael Lozier, wrote the book, uh, The Law of Attraction, and he was on like Oprah Winfrey's, he had like some sort of radio show there for a bit there, so that's kind of a cool mm -hmm. connection. But it's such an amazing, it's one of the best, if you want to hack, that's a great hack, because what it does is if I don't want to fall on my head snowboarding, what do I want? I want to land the trick. If I don't want to be in a victim mode, what do I want? I want to feel empowered and peaceful or content. And so each time you get that signal, now that's your opportunity to recognize it and become aware, to become and step back, to move into presence. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get them all the time. So mm -hmm. now it's just a choice to recognize it because your, yes. your mind is going to do that to you and you can recognize it and you can always switch back. So it's actually helping you and it's guiding you in the direction that you truly want to go. It's kind of like mm -hmm. bumper bowling. You know, the negativity yes. is going to hit that and you can kind of center yourself. Yes. And that's how yeah. we're navigating this reality. We're kind of yeah. oscillating back and forth. But yeah. when we're more aware of that, we can make better decisions. Yeah, absolutely. The, absolutely. Because it, as I said, we live in a dualistic reality and you will always encounter something that is of a darker nature. That is embedded in, in, in being in this physical reality, reality. You can't avoid it. But to understand that it's just a signal. When you feel that you're leaning over to fear, your higher self is telling you you're out of alignment. Align, align yourself back to who you truly are. So it's a signal, but we miss the signal. We think it's a, it, it's a mental state where we need to stay, and we don't. It's, just a, it's like burning your hand. You have to take it away from there and start figuring out how you're going to heal. Everything is in cycles. You, you were just talking about how you have to oscillate a little bit to stay in line there. Everything goes in cycles. So sometimes life is going to be all up and everything is cool and everything is nice. And then it goes down again to understand what the signals are from the universe is. When you go up, that means to enjoy, expand, grow. And then it goes down again. That means soothe yourself, retract evaluate, restart, and then you go again. That's all it is. It's a signal for what you need to do in that now moment. Not to beat yourself up because you're in a dark place. You failed. Everything is horrible. It's like asking for the moon to be full moon all the time. It's not. It's going to change and shift. So does everything in our lives. I think also we have this in our society where we are Everything has to be great, good, cool, nice all the time. And it isn't. So if we come into a cycle which goes down, oh, I'm so de depressed. And we think that there's something wrong with us. 
And there's nothing wrong with, with us. It's just the signals and how we react to these signals. So it's about the reaction. Again, we started off with the reaction and I think we're <laughs> ending it here with the reaction. It's all about what you do with the things that come to you. It's not about not encountering problems. We all do. It's about what, how you react to them, your choice in that moment where you feel the fear. How do you react to it and how do you handle it? To see the fear as an illusion, albeit a very persistent one, but still it is an illusion, and to try and find the brightest side of that fear or the least fearful way, I think just that will make a much better trajectory for the future. Absolutely. Beautifully stated. Well, you know, I could talk to you all day and I would, but I know you're a busy lady. So thank you so much for coming on the show. All of this was amazing. It was so good to see you again. So I'll finish it by asking you, is there anything that you wish that we had talked about? Um, where can people find more about you? And if you can squeeze it in, um, have any time, talk a little bit about um, one thing we can do to move towards world peace. Mm. I want to do one thing. I want you to give me a number from 1 to 231. And I'll 33. read you a truth. 33. And I'll read you that truth thought from my book. And uh, let's see what synchronicity gives us here. <laughs> I love see. it. Okay. So here we go. Truth thought number 33. Mind is a tool with which you create your reality. Everything that does not belong in your ideal reality should not be in your thoughts. And that's your thought. I think that is a way to create peace. If you can do that, understand that your mind is like a tool. It's like a vision board. Everything you allow into your mind is being created in this reality. So be very, very mindful of what kind of thoughts you cultivate. When you start being mindful of, of that, thinking about not saying I hate war, instead of saying I love peace, that's a way to move towards peace. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Oh, they can find <laughs> the best place to find me and even look into my head a bit is uh, Twitter. It's, my handle is at my power talk and I put out daily thoughts about who we are and why we are here every single day. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for the work you do. I look forward to staying in touch and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you back on the show a little sooner than, than later. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. I enjoyed our conscious conversation. Yeah. See you later. Thanks guys for watching. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the incredible Gordana Bernat. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, please spread the vibe by sharing on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tagging us, letting us know your comments, your questions, helping get the word out there. Also, leaving a review and tossing a buck in the bucket on Patreon helps immensely to spread the word. But as always, the best thing you can do is go out in the world wherever you are and do one kind act for another human being today. Make sure to get over to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list to get ready for the January 2020 challenge. And this is gonna be the opening of the Mastermind Body and Spirit Academy with exclusive content from guests, Q and A's, training, videos, uh, mini lessons, all educational just for you guys. So 
I hope to see you guys in the academy. We're going to kick it off with a 21-day challenge, and it's going to be 21 days of lessons and tools and insights to help you get really clear um, on who you are, what you want, what you want to create, connecting with spirit, connecting with the higher consciousness, all that kind of tools and insights to help you make 2020 your best year yet. So I hope to see you inside the academy. Just go to mattbaylera.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. I will be sharing where you can sign up for that. We'll be kicking off January 9th. So I hope to see you guys all in there. And that, I think, wraps it up. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, inspiration, energy, connection, enthusiasm and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, for your time, for your attention, wishing you all of the best, all of my love, support, and energy to you. I hope that you are well. Have an incredible day, and we'll see you in the next episode.